Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us on the show today, we have Carrie Kakuda of Get a Grip Fitness joining us, Total Fitness joining us from Lutz in Florida. Carrie, what's going on? How are we today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Joe. And thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited. Excited to have you as well. Excited to, to pick your brain and see the inner workings of Get a Grip and all that you do here. Before we dive headfirst into the business conversation and all that that entails, I'm a big believer in context. And so for people listening who aren't familiar with you or with your brand, take a step back here and, and just kind of introduce us to get a grip. When people ask you what it is that you do, what do you tell them? Yeah, so get a grip is kind of the whole package and the whole picture of health. So that's why I called it total fitness instead of fitness. So it's it's the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, the social, all the things. So, and that includes like the trifecta of the mindset, nutrition, and fitness, you know? And so, so I have like a recovery. So I have strength training. I have the cardio um, portion, the core recovery, mobility, flexibility. I, I make sure we tap into the entire body, total body so that people, most of the people don't really always like, there's the percentage of us that love to go to the gym and there's a high percentage that do not. So my, our focus is, is to give people what they need in one little place. And um, so they don't have to live at the gym unless they want to, and they still get what they need to have better health and a better life. Yeah. Take us back even further. Bring us to the the day that the idea started swimming around in your brain. I think I'm going to open up my own fitness studio. What what inspired all of this? How did we get here today? (laughs) Well, I'm going to age myself if I say Uh it. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll be three decades in June of being in this industry. So it's, it's, you know, I started when I was 10, that's how I, you know, we'll go that route, but I don't really care, but I'm kidding. But yeah. it was like, I was going to the gym myself and um, it just disheartened me to see the people that, you know, the whole January pump in, everybody comes in and they leave. It's like, you see these people and then three weeks, three weeks later, you don't see the people. And then you would see the people coming in and in your heart, like I kind of, you know, it was a little gym rat and I still wanted to learn more. I still had tons to learn. Um, But there was things that I was seeing them doing and I knew they weren't going to get the results. And you feel for them because half of the battle is getting there. Right. And then you got them getting in there and then they're doing the things like maybe they're, you know, just walking on a treadmill, watching a show and not really, you know, like not to say that that's not good stuff. We all want people moving. Movement is amazing. Right. But if they had like goals for why they're being there, it, it just, it was the pull of that. And then watching them do some things incorrectly would just dishearten me too. Cause either they're going to hurt themselves. Obviously they're not going to get the results and they're going to be discouraged. And that just played on my heart every time I went to the gym. And so I decided that it would be a total win-win. I can learn more and I can help others. And so I just went first thing and got my certification um, back in the day. So 1993, I got my certification and I did a lot of things. I moved to Tampa 15 years ago. So I have 15 years here, 15 years there. And I did a lot of different things. I did the in-home, I did groups. Um, I did, I worked in some, did some programming for some colleges and some schools. Um, I was a swim coach. There was a lot of different things that, 
I was, you know, dabbling and in, in doing and offering at that time. And then yeah. when I got to Tampa, um, when I got to Tampa, it was really like, I was in six different places driving around and I was just like, I need to minimize this with the driving in so I can impact more lives. So I ended up stop. I went down to three. I went to the Lutes, Land Lakes, Wesley Chapel area, conquered those territories into one physical place. And then I was still renting from, um, I rent from the city in Tampa, Florida, in South Tampa. And then I was having one in Brandon that I rent from a gymnastics studio. So um, I was running the three of them. I'm down to the two. When we had the um, pandemic, Brandon, the gym, I would, the um, gymnastics studio I was working on wasn't um, bringing people back in yet. So I, I, I immediately went into virtual anyway from the pandemic. So my Brandon people went virtual because they didn't want to lose the programming. So we do like a Zoom and all that kind of stuff. So they feel like they're there and we make conversation. We have fun with them, but also still, you know, create the programming and stuff. So that's really like the whole spin of the adventure. <laughs> yeah. So quite a journey to to get to where we are. And and so summarize that time, the the years that you've been doing this. Look at both sides of the coin with me for a minute. What's been your favorite part about running your own business? And what's been the most challenging part about running your own business? It's definitely the people is my favorite part. I love to see people that, you know, they get nervous or they're, they've never tried something and they do it. And it's, you know, the, that smile, I'm very um, much watch, always watching, you know, and I just love to see people do things that they didn't think were possible. Um, and just being empowered and getting their confidence built up and feeling better and doing things that they never thought they would do. I mean, that feeds me very much. I love to see that. And I love to just see people, you know, um, it just encompasses, it's, it's all about the people for me. And in the, in the interaction, what I was going to say is the community, like we do a lot of the group stuff. So just watching people, you know, spend time together here and outside of here and do experiences and Airbnbs and B's and runs and tries. And it's just, a, you know, the whole concept of maybe this isn't fun for everybody, but let's make it as fun as we can right? Not everybody wants to do the fitness, but when you want to make it a lifestyle and it's important to you and you can do it and have both like results and fun, I think that's a great combination. So, yep. On and the other side of that. <laughs> other side, um, you know, I, I have an amazing team now. Um, it, it's more of the team stuff, to be honest, like right now, my team, every single one of the people on my team have been in our program so they're like diehards believe in the mission all that kind of stuff so they are just amazing um i've had some you know some tough challenges with some other team members um in the past you know i really don't ask that much of them either it's just like you take care of the people you be here on time because their time's important and you know it but it just everybody doesn't have that same mentality so i've had some people that have come and gotten trained for me and kind of ran away and and did that but you know i wish everybody well and all the things that they do but i would say it's more of like that team like i don't managing my team they're amazing like i said it's really great i don't know about you but if you have the opportunity to hire somebody that believes in your business that would be great advice. Yeah, Your that's that's the challenge are, here. Yeah, but those people are the best people because they already believe in it. They already believe in it. They they've already had experiences that along they've been along your journey with you've been along their journey of success and 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 even like ups and downs and and just seeing that they love the program and they've been here for years. They're really the best 
source. You can, if you're a good teacher, like I have them shadow with me, it's a process <laughs> before yeah. they let go. But yeah. they also, also, if you think about it from the flip side, is is that people are more susceptible to have them and more forgiving as well. So that it's a really win-win for the members. Don't have somebody coming in and change. You know, they don't like change. They got like their friend is now doing it. So you got that piece. And then you got the piece of where they're very committed to the program and in the environment and the community. And so they're going to do all that. They're going to do their best because they, they want to, you know? And so the people are the best part. Sometimes the people are the most challenging. It is what it is when we're running a business and, and need to grow beyond just ourselves. But I assume that that growth has happened. You mentioned a couple of different stops along the way. I want to pick your brain a little about how you found your clients over the years. And so let me ask the question this way. From a marketing standpoint, what's been working or what was working for you pre-COVID and what have you found to be successful post-COVID? And maybe that's the same answer, but what have you found to be productive on your side? Yeah. So um, I still believe in some of the bootstrap stuff that before, like, cause again, I started when I was 10. So, um, you know, they did the bootstraps to stuff then, right. Remember like the networking and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we get hidden behind the computers when we really need to get out in people. Here's people showing up again, right? <laughs> people, people, people. We just had to, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think the networking is really good. Um, I have um, my community, my re- like the organic and the referral is very strong here. Like, but it, they're picky too. They don't want to bring that friend that wouldn't fit the environment. So we get the referrals are always really helpful, those programming. And we do kind of a promo thing too. Like the first 30 days are so critical, right? Of taking care of the person and, you know, onboarding them the, you know, obviously the whole process and taking care of them is, is has a lot to do with your churn and retention. But um, we do a lot of things like, you know, within the thir- first 30 days, if they bring somebody in and then we do referral program, like um, bring a friend stuff, we do that. I mean, so we really engage them to be able to like share their gym. Like it's their gym, not my gym. It's our gym. It's their gym, right? So that's really been helpful. I do do some Facebook ads. I do do some, um, I do like to boost. I tend to get a little bit from that. And a lot of my members do share for me. And they also are in some of the communities. They're not in a ton of communities. I wish they were in the communities. My members aren't ones that live in the communities to talk about everything. So, But the ones that do are very impactful because if somebody says they're looking for somebody, so I get that kind of. Yep. So I like to have internal and external. When it yeah, that's up. what I was going to kind of summarize with is that there was a number of strategies that you listed off there word of mouth being a a main driver of this, but pairing that with some actually official referral-based incentives for people. Beyond that, social media organically and with an advertising budget behind it, all of these things are, are sources. Marketing at the end of the day is a toolkit, not a singular tool. And so we need to be able to, to pull things in. If for whatever reason, Mark Zuckerberg decides to change the formula tomorrow. And the only way that we get leads is through Facebook ads. We're going to be in trouble if we're not able to adapt. You, you listed off a handful of things that are able to diversify is the way that I would describe yeah. that. I do lead, lead magnets because I think own 
owned is better. Like you said, if Facebook was to drop today, I would rather have a bunch of emails that I own. So I'm really funny about making land, like landing product, like little guides and, and lead magnets and stuff like that to generate that. Even in my Facebook groups, I'm always trying to give reasons why to get emails so that they can get in my owned environment. Yeah. Now take me to the next step here. Somebody reaches out regardless of what funnel they came through or however they got to us. Walk me through the various checkpoints of what happens before that person is a paying client. How do we take interested lead to new member? Um, well, it I've already, I'm the one that still handles the sales and all that kind of stuff. Um, so basically what I do is even like from a referral, like a like one of my clients give me a referral, I had them, you know, had to have them give me their, their, they give them my contact and then I, you know, they reach out to me and we go through like, just, you know, kind of seeing what their goals are, what they struggle with, what worked before all that kind of stuff. So we do like a really good kind of questionnaire, see where they are, where they, where they're trying to go um, and how we can help them and kind of paint the picture of where, what, you know, the possibilities are instead of living from the past where everybody wants to keep recreating the same, they don't want to, but they're living in their past. So I, get them to think, think from a possibility standpoint. So we go through that. And a lot of times what I will do is like, I have a one day that you can come in on my website, one day trial session. And so when they talk to me, um, they get seven days for me. So it sounds already like, you know, I'm already, and the reason I do the seven days and what I mean by seven days is really just a week. If they come in twice, they come in twice, but basically I encourage them to come back a couple of times and how I present it. And this is the, in the, and it's truly the reason that I do it is I give them a, what I tell them is, is like, you can tell they're uncomfortable. The hardest part, like I was saying even earlier is to come into the facility. You don't know what it's going to be like. You think you're going to be the person everybody's looking at. You don't know, you know, um, the environment, you don't know where to go. You got all those fears showing up for you. So I'm like, just come in the first week. I'm going to have you come the first class come when I'm there so that I can be looking for you. And if they do, do aren't able to come when I'm here, I will be like, I'll let Michelle know that you're coming in and then Michelle's well aware of she's because so there's this comfort of, of greeting. And so then they come in. And so what I'm trying to do is tell them that you'll come in the first time when I'm there. If I'm not here, we'll make sure the trainer on just as nice, probably even nicer than me. We'll greet you and make sure you're all set. And um, it'll give you a chance to kind of see the environment, meet the trainers, meet the community, see if it's something that you want to do. So there's really no risk to them. And really, honestly, it's like I'll roll them into my signature program after that to try. But it gives them also that time to get rid of like, come on, I, even if the program was light, you're still going to be sore if you haven't been doing something. So it gives them and I tell them that let's get all the little sore. We kind of know we're going to be a little sore um, because you're using muscles you haven't used in a while. And so it gets that that out of it. So when they go into the next program, they don't have to think about that, too. So it's really actually beneficial for me to make I can make the program longer and add that. But in this case, it's definitely more like um, I think they feel more comfortable with it. There's nothing invested. And of course, we everything that we speak of is like, when, you know, insinuating that they're staying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're oh, we're going to see you next week. Are you coming Monday? The assumed clothes, yeah. It's, but, it, but in all assumption that like, usually they're a shoe fit from the day they walk in. So it's it's not a like me trying to pull them in. It's and, not, yeah, it's not sleazy. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a con. 
Of no, and, and you know, like they say, the biggest thing, what's your biggest thing that we really care? I really do care. And, and people can feel that. And my team is, like I said, the team is member already prior. So they just feel that. And if it's not the right fit, honestly, I wouldn't, why invest my time and our team's effort into, you know, into them? And I think that's been really, really helpful for me. And plus, like I said, by saying they get the one trial for me, you're going to come in all week. You know, you can come in a couple of days, kind of get rid of it, get it a little, get a little wet with it, get to see, you know, um, what we're all about so that you feel comfortable moving forward with us. Let me ask you this, because it sounds like this conversation, at least the majority of the time, is routing through you. Do you handle many of these front end signups or is the team chip in at any point? Yeah, I'm not on the floor that much. I still like to coach. Just I'm on the floor because I like to be on the floor, not because I have to be on the floor. So I, I still, I like that interaction. I like, I'm a coach at heart, but I'm also a coach. I, I love the mindset and the possibility in, in, in helping people get past their own, you know, things. So when I get to do that, and it's, you know, from a perspective of somebody coming in the door, I feel, I feel like I can talk the person's language. Mm. And I'm not saying no one else can do it. I just enjoy that piece of my business. So I continue to do it. Yep. Totally fair there. Now, beyond that, hypothetically, this person signs up, they're now a paying client. From your role, what have you focused on to make sure that we're retaining these people for the long term? Yeah. So we have a lot of touch points with our, with our people. We, um, we get a veteran, to, you know, kind of somebody that's been here a while, like checking in and kind of, you know, connecting with the new kind of like a big brother, big sister kind of thing. We kind of do that. Um, we do that. We have touch points. Our 90 day touch point is very like we're always like immediately you get um, a postcard in the mail from us. You get like everything is like, you know, making sure they're getting their measurements. You know, um, we give them a folder. They have a sit down with me and then. Um, we, we talk out all the perks and what we have here and all the different things that we offer. And then we talk about their struggles. And so there's a meeting of the minds of, of us as a team for every 30 days with people. Um, and then we have a lot of experiences, a lot of challenges, a lot of perks to the bit, you know, like we do, we do things when I start to get bored, I know they're getting bored. So I add something, something comes from that, like, okay, I'm board that means they are or they're going to be very soon and that's when you know we had a run club then we had a tri club and you know we had all these things that it keep evolving and i think that's people just have come to know that if they come in here they've got this part of their life figured out now they can go with the rest because there's just so much right life is so much there's like the 50 50 there's like you know all the amazing things and then the so fun things of life right so you have that that balance so here it's like hey i got my fitness and health you know kind of nailed in and now they can go work on their relationships work on their career and they know they're getting what they need and it's you know we do anniversary gifts they always get some kind of there's levels of the, their anniversary gifts we always are celebrating them um we do slides we do videos we do birthday workouts for them so they're always being like we do a challenge a count uh, um when I say a challenge, I mean like a week challenge, like my birthday is in March. So last year became this, it's always this big thing when they got to do Carrie's workout, you know, no, everybody's uh -oh. like, either don't want to go or uh -oh. they, they want to go, but they're scared. And so then there's all this pressure. I mean, like, shoot, I got to make this pretty good. Well, last year, I don't know how it evolved. It turned 50. So last year it became three workouts and you should have seen these guys coming in. They're like, I'm not missing, you know, like they wanted to get the three, you know? So there's just a lot of engagement. 
We do a lot of things outside of here. Like we spoke a little bit. We even went and did a 5K and in Savannah and got air, you know, like there's just a lot of um, connection inside and outside of our gym. And so nobody wants to leave that. We use the term culture a lot. And it's kind of this intangible, ephemeral word that we're trying to chase down. But I, yeah. the only difference in, in what I use a lot when I have these conversations is like, when you walk through the doors of a gym, you either know that it's there or you know that it's not there and you can feel it in your bones. Now, zoom out on all of this, Carrie. We talked a lot about how you got here and, and what things look like today. Paint me a picture of the future. Where is Get a Grip going in your mind? Yeah, so it's funny because with all the AI, I'm paying, playing really close attention to the AI stuff. So whew, that's so crazy. But, um, and I'm pondering those thoughts too, like, you know, where are we going to be? I mean, I, I, I um, get a little driven. This is what keeps me in the industry is I get like, you challenge me and it, it, it fires me up to keep doing what I'm doing. Like with the pandemic, with the pandemic, um, I moved our studio, like in the same plaza, um, my, my lease came up and I wanted them to have something to be excited about. I, in the same plaza that I never knew the building, it was high ceilings, better gym kind of like that. The place I had before was beautiful and awesome, but this one kind of had more of a gym vibe and I moved us and it gave them something to look forward to, but it was, and also like members a little bit struggling on the emotional side, the mental side. So I put a lot more of that kind of themey stuff into what we were educating and training on each and every month, not just the physical. And then we had the virtual, of course. So it kind of like revs me up. So I'm looking at this AI as like a new way of like, Okay, now let's see what's next. But what I have noticed and what I'm I'm kind of moving toward right now, that picture of future is um, I see a lot of inconsistencies, like people are just really not motivated. And, you know, it, and, and, and motivation is obviously a thing, but I feel like it's a lot deeper right now. Like even my main, like even my people, like they were very structured when they were coming in before. Now it's kind of a little bit, and, and things have changed. People are working from home, their hours are changing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking ahead of like their needs being met with more, a little bit more of a, yes, this is still like a lot of group. Like we kind of look at ourselves as personalized group. We we make sure that you were working with what your goals are, but we can do it in a group environment, right? Um, and there's obviously some non-group, like more personal one-on-one -on -one stuff with us, but we're, I'm looking at like how to break that inconsistency, lack of motivation. So that's kind of where I'm heading is kind of, some of these new signature programs that I'm going to be bringing in this year are going to be more tied into adding a little bit more piece of the accountability, mm. you know, to help them get past those struggles. I've been sitting yeah. with a lot of people lately that that's what's needed. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's the way of going, like for, for what we do, because it's very instructional based. It's not your go to a, you know, an inexpensive gym and use their equipment. We are here to help people on every level. That's why it's total fitness right so Total. yeah so that's that's the vision that i'm doing is creating more opportunities for them to have more of a a little bit more personal um interaction to keep that motivation and consistency working for them that is an exciting outlook and i love asking that question because it can go whatever direction you want you know at the end of the day entrepreneurship is a fun game because you get to make the final call and all of yeah. the decisions and you get to go wherever you want so it's a good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up carrie but in the short bit of time we have why don't you tell people where they can learn more about get a grip what's the best website where people can find out more um get a grip totalfitness.com same with the instagram 
you know, I got, the, you know, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. straightforward and simple. Connect with Carrie and the team on those platforms. This has been awesome. I really appreciate your, your willingness to share and talk about the insider view of your business. So we'll have to see how all of this shapes up as time goes on. Unfortunately, we're out of time here, but I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. And let's just keep, you know, collaborating, you know, keeping this industry alive. People need us. So let's just do That's it. Right. Can't agree more. Now, thank you to everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam Schaff, and today with me, I have the one and only Charles with Rare Beasts out of Hartlepool, United Kingdom. Charles, how are we doing? I'm great. Thanks, Adam. How are you? Doing pretty well. Can't complain. It's another day above ground, so sun is shining. Everything's good. Fantastic. Absolutely. So, uh, Charles, thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and open it up to you. I'm going to let you kind of give an explanation on just your background, who you are, what you've done, and ultimately how you got into your gym currently. Okay. Uh, my name's Charles Cummins. Uh, I'm 44 currently. I started Thai boxing when I was 11 years old. Uh, I was always mad on any kind of... Uh, sort of athletic stuff I saw on the TV or martial arts and stuff like that. Um, I started fighting when I was about 14, 15, started fighting semi-professionally when I was uh, 18. Um, had about, uh, about 15 semi-pro fights that ended up uh, called the Northern Areas uh, welterweight title holder. That's what I was, but Northern Areas is uh, the north of England and Scotland. So, uh Nothing, nothing too big, but not really shabby either. Um, and then in injury kind of halted my career. Um, I was training to be an engineer as well at the time, so I carried on with the engineering stuff. I became a marine engineer, and when COVID hit, uh, kind of my, my knees were getting to a point. That, that was one of the injuries from fighting that, that were too bad on the ship. So... I came. Ashore, I had to be medevaced ashore, and then it was the start of COVID, and it was all sorts of bad stuff, and I couldn't get back on board because I couldn't get a medical because no doctors would see me. I'm sure everybody's been through similar stuff in COVID. So I decided I was going to uh, retrain and try and do my dream job of opening a gym, and here we are. It's been a, a bit of a rough couple of years because I started it right at the start of COVID, but... Uh, like you say, every day above ground, all's good. It's picked up. It's it's uh, it's quite successful now. So uh, happy. Excellent. It goes to show that uh, 
you can do anything that you want to. It doesn't matter, you know, what time of day or, you know, what, what time in life it's, it's all about, you know, just following your passion. That's right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. As long as you apply yourself, try and focus your time, stuff like that. I really, think, I really think we can do what we want. That's right. Love that. Um, so Charles, so kind of walk us through your gym a little bit, you know, how big is it? How many members do you currently have? Uh, in terms of, there's sort of like, uh, three facets to it. Um, it's, I'm a PT and it, it's a, it's like a private gym. Uh, it's about, um, I think about 140 square meters, the, 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 the room itself. Um, I have just, just private clients. It's not like a walk-in gym. Uh, in my private clients, I've got about uh, 20 clients. Uh, in my, I have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. I'm an affiliate club. Uh, I have about about 25, 30 students, and I've also got like a Thai boxing team, which uh, that's only about a dozen people. But uh, those are like the three aspects of the gym. Excellent. And then, so you said about 120 clients, is that right? No, sorry, uh, 20. 20. Oh, 20. Okay, sorry. I cut out a little bit. Okay. No, no, 20, yeah. And I then, wish. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> it'll, it will, it'll get there. Um, yeah. And then, so square footage-wise, that's about 1,500 square feet. I think so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I was doing the conversions here, so. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so a few different facets to the facility you know, as, as far as like, you know, when someone walks in or reaches out to your facility, what's kind of like your initial consultation? Like, how do you consult the person to see if they're a good fit for your facility and, or if you're a good fit for them? I try, um, I, I try and just facilitate what they want. So I have a, a chat with them. Usually it starts via text these days, like, as you can imagine. Um, but then I try and get a phone call to try and fill the the, the client out what are they interested in what, what are they wanting to do uh, see I've, I've had a couple of guys come that are, are kind of experienced fighters but they've never had like a a coach that's also a strength and conditioning coach and qualified nutrition like sports nutritionist so they've come up come on to me and, and they've made progress in that way they've kind of they've changed teams if you like um that's that's obviously more of a the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Thai boxing side of it. In terms of the, my private clients, uh, my PT clients, I get a lot of. Uh, I'm going on holiday in four months, and I want to drop two dress sizes. Sort of clients, um, or or the clients that uh, the sort of the fit that they've got to a stage in life where. The think it's it's like a now or never situation in terms of turning it around and getting on like a more healthy track. Uh, even though I've only been running, like this is my third year, it seems like that's sort of a pretty standard kind of character that goes into a gym. So I just kind of fail them out. If uh, if it's like a, a lady that kind of wants a tums and bums kind of arrangement, I, I give her like a more of a weight management plan. Um because the normal people with a normal life, they don't want to be like weighing almonds and calculating protein, grams of protein and stuff. So I'll give them just more like a sensible eating plan and we'll just sort of get some movement through them, give them uh, Usually I start, people have tended to start off with two sessions a week with me. 
but I usually start off with a, a, a kind of like a, a kind of like a hit CrossFit style cardio arrangement, sort of based around fat burning and then like a whole body weights. Uh, I tend to do the cardio first because uh, I, I, I figure it's, I'd prefer to do weights if I was a little bit sore than start box jumping if I was a bit sore, you know? Uh, and, and yeah, just, just sort of like a nice easy ramp for them to get in. I really kind of want to make people fall in love with exercising as much as I am, as much as I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of, you know, understanding, would you say that, you know, you kind of get to know them a little bit and see, you know, like, you know, ask them like, you know, like what's their true passion? What's their true goal? Where do they want to get to? you know, do they have a time frame of where they want to get to, you know, maybe what, what are some things that are holding them back? Those kind of like, just more like personalized end questions to kind of really like lower that wall of like anxiety or, or self-doubt. Yeah. Um, like I say, like the, the chat on the phone, uh, usually does it. I think, and I think that they like the idea in, uh, with my facility in particular, that it's a private gym. So, there's particularly uh, with the ladies, but the the men as well. That I think there's a certain amount of if, if you're not used to the gym, there can be a certain amount of emasculation with the guys that train regularly. If if you go into a gym and you can't push that much weight because you don't know what you do, or maybe you don't even know how to set the benches up or the weights or the racks or whatever. And everybody else, it's second nature. It I think there's a certain amount of emasculation in people that and they don't like that feeling. And women. Uh, it feels like they don't want anyone to see them train. So it's, it's nice that it's just me and them. Or, or if they want to bring a friend along, I do like a, the pain, I figure they're paying for my time. So if, if they pay for an hour, they could bring a friend along. So essentially they're both paying half as much money, if that makes sense. But then it's their friend. It's not like a stranger that's watching them. But I, I think that making a connection with the person is very important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now for the facility, is it just you? Do you have any other trainers that train on different days or is it mainly just you? No, it's mainly just me. Uh, there was, um, another guy who he used, he trained with me and I uh, helped him get through his sort of exams and stuff like that. And then we had a, a kind of a, a bit of a falling out. Um, I'm trying to, I've got some guys now that are, uh, that could take over like a beginner's class for the jujitsu. So I'm hoping to get more nights going as, as, but I have to build the guys up. It takes a long time to get anywhere. Uh, so hopefully there can be more than one class running at the same time sort of thing. I could have a private client in the weights area while there's a, a, a jujitsu class running on the mats. Got it. Absolutely. And then, you know, I always like to ask this question, you know, what, what are some of your, you know, big goals for the facility this year and maybe the next like one to two years? Um, well, uh, for now, I'm still not, I'm, uh, like I said, when I, when I started, I, un unfortunately, I made the, the shrewd business deal of uh, signing the papers and getting the keys on the Monday. And then the UK went into lockdown on the Thursday. So it was uh, illegal to be traded anyone for uh, almost a year. So it it essentially like uh, cost me a considerable amount of money. Um, I like lost my home kind of thing, run, keeping the, the place up and running. Uh, but like I say now everything's turned around a little bit. So I'm I'm even three years down the line. I'm, I'm just starting to sort of like break minimum wage. Yeah, which is uh, 
quite a shock to the system, as you can imagine, coming off offshore money to be making minimum wage. So yeah. I, I would like to, uh, once I start doing a bit better myself, I've already started investing in the gym, like getting more, uh, like better gear, upgrading equipment and things like that. Um, I would obviously like to continue that. That's that's probably like this year. And I, I need like an, another heavy bag for the tie boxing aspect of it, which is not cheap. Replacing pads, all these things uh, are kind of consumable. And like long term, uh, I've, I've just signed. A, I had a two year lease, and this is year three. So at the start of year three, I've signed another three year lease because uh, they were happy with me as a tenant. So at, at the end of the three years, I would like to be have built up the business to a situation where I'm uh, like financially uh, lucrative enough to be maybe looking at a bigger premises where I can then start a walk-in gym where so there can be people that just pay monthly and come along and train themselves and if they want private sessions get private sessions uh maybe 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 later on like this year or maybe like next year I like the I would like the idea of maybe getting in contact with somebody who could run a yoga class for me because I, I think that's a very underrated uh stretching is very very underrated uh sort of aspect it's 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 stressed a lot no matter what you read stretching is 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 always sort of hyped up but it's 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 very easy for people to you don't see many people you see people getting on the treadmill don't you for a couple of minutes and warming up and then oh, jumping yeah. on the bench you don't see many people stretching out properly not not a at least not the younger ones just yeah, jump definitely. right into it and throw two plates on the squat rack or the bench and just say let's go that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I can jokingly, well, not jokingly, but I cannot realistically say that I was one of those people. I yeah. 25, I'm like, all right, I don't need a warm up. Let's just go. Now I'm like, hold up. Let's grease the wheels a little bit. Let's, you know, do some, some body weight movements. Let's get some, some light range of motion, you know, some, so yeah. Yeah. If anybody watching this, that's a big deal. I'm, I'm, I'm 44 with the fighting and, and the same uh, as Adam there. I'm, I'm riddled with injury now. So look after yourself while you're young and you can train for a longer time. 100%. Absolutely. Um, so Charles, obviously, you know, you got some, some good goals there. And I think a larger facility is absolutely something that, you know, will be able to happen and you'll kind of have that, that multifaceted open gym style um, where people can come train as they please. And then, you know, you still have a little bit of, of group and things like that. Um, you know, right now, currently, you know, with the 20 clients, are you, you know, like what do you have like, like data on like, you know, where you want to get to, to be able to have, you know, some, some wiggle room to, you know, reinvest into the gym more, or, you know, maybe start planning, you know, futuristic plans on, you know, what that, that future facility might look like. Um, I've kind of, there's, there's a, there's a few places in the town, that cause I, I wouldn't want to move far. I wouldn't want to like interrupt my client base. Right. Uh, there's a few places in the town that I've kind of got my eye on, but I'd, I'd, on the trajectory that I'm on, maybe in three years, it'll be, it'll be feasible. Um, I've, I've only been very loose with it. Uh, I'll be honest, because from the start, it was, it was really just a struggle to pay the lease, the rent yeah. on, on the property. Uh, the, the rent and the uh, the rates for like the electricity and stuff 
it's been a real struggle. Uh, like the first 18 months, I sort of essentially kept the gym open, if you like. Um, I did have some clients, but I had to put a lot of money into it. And then, uh, like I said, now, now we're in the black and we're starting to make money. But not. Uh, it's, it's only really started within the last six months, that maybe like four to six months. So I, I'll, I'll be honest, I've been a little bit lazy in, in terms of like planning from this new stage. I've just, up to now, I've been surviving. Now I need to start planning. Right, yeah, things have slowly started turning around. It's like, okay, yeah. now I can see, I can see the light. I can see where you know things are going to start to change. Um, with leads and getting new people into your door, where do the majority of your leads come from, and how are you targeting new leads? Um. My, my, my uh, leads have sort of come from two places, really. Uh, word of mouth probably been 80%, and I reckon 20% is just I uh, just boost posts on Facebook. It seems to be the cheapest way to advertise that the most people see. I'm, I'm not very good with anything like uh, Twitter or TikTok or Instagram. I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm not really very good with Facebook. I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like it's... Not, not, not really my sort of thing, but it's it reaches a lot of people easily. Yeah, uh, we're you know first and foremost, Facebook, Instagram, like TikTok. Like I, I always call myself the the young dinosaur because even though I've still been around, where like it's been kind of booming a little bit, I I, I don't do a whole lot. I don't do a whole lot with it, and there's so many different avenues to market and to change little things like you know you can edit you can crop you can photoshop you can do all sorts of different things to make stuff look good um but yeah but one thing um is you know word of mouth word of mouth is huge because that's coming from quality people that are inside your facility right now so i've got um, a really good retention i've got a really good retention rate as well I've, I've got people that have been with me from the start that still train like two, twos and three years sort of clients and stuff. And I've, I've got a few friends that are PTs in the area. And uh, a couple of them say that their average seems to be around like three to six months that a client will stay. So mm -hmm. I, I feel really happy that I've got, I've got some guys that are like here, like two and three years and stuff. Yeah. Oftentimes every, every facility is different too, depending on your rapport with your clientele, you know, the, the, the services, the quality that you provide to know and all that thing. Most people, you know, the, the average lifespan is like six, six to maybe nine months of a client, depending on the facility again. But so, you know, for any, anything over six months is really good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, you said word of mouth, you do, you, you boost posts. Um, what else do you do? Is there, do you go out and market to like, you know, business to business, you know, maybe set up shops somewhere, kind of talk about your services or. I've, no, I've, I've never done anything like that. I've, uh, I've, I've got the only other thing I've really got is like business cards. I've got, uh, I made some uh, kind of flyers up on myself, just on, on um, like pages on Apple and uh, yeah. laminated them. And I started taking them around like supermarkets in the area asking if I could put them on their notice boards and stuff like that. So it's just like, like uh, it was early days, but just trying to like hustle a little bit, you know, just to try and get the, even just get the, the, the logo out there, get, get it known, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Just making yourself heard, you know, however, whichever way. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So of, of the word of mouth of the, you know, the boosting of the posts, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, what your spend for boost posts is, but you know, in, in general, what is your return? Like, as far as how many leads are you getting in on, you know, maybe like a monthly basis or a weekly basis? Um, I don't know. I, I, I would, it makes me feel like I really, I really done no research into it. And I, to be honest, I haven't, I'm a bit fast and loose with it. I, uh, when someone calls me, I, I, I say to it, I just advertise as much as I can. I really don't know. I, I would probably estimate like one or two people a month get in touch with me. Okay. Something like that. But it's a, it's a bit of a guesstimation. Yeah. No, that's okay. I see an awful lot. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I see an awful lot of turnover uh, in the things like the Thai box and the jiu-jitsu side of it. That, that there's, I say there's about 25 guys at, at, on the JITS team and there's about a dozen guys on the Thai boxing team. Some of those guys are the same. Over the three years, I, I've, it wouldn't surprise me if I've had over like 150 people through the door, but it's it's one of those spots. It's not really not for everybody. So it's lot, lots of people come, but you, you maybe get like one in five stay, if something like that, maybe even less. Right, yeah. And, you know, based on that, you know, what's kind of your your programming like? You know, how are you... Do you have a beginner class? Do you have, you know, an advanced class? Do you have like a fundamentals class where people are learning basics of, you know, the sport and things like that? Or is it kind of like a, a one class fits all? No, uh, it's, uh, it, it's been a little bit organic the way it's gone for the first uh, two and a half years. Uh, I had like a normal class. Obviously at the start, nearly everybody that was with me were beginners. Then it quickly evolved that there was some more advanced guys that had uh, maybe new to jiu-jitsu, but had fought a lot of MMA, stuff like that. So they had a really good idea on the ground. So then had like a, I, I just ran a normal class, but then uh, three times a year, like every four months, I would run uh, an introductory course, which was like beginners, like fundamentals. Uh, each, each one of those courses lasted two months. And I, I kind of used it as like a ramp to get them into the normal class. But then when they're in the normal class, I have the normal class kind of separated. So the advanced guys are on, are on sort of one side and the, the less advanced guys are on the other side. But then in this, in this uh, that started off as a, as a sort of pay as you go. But then I quickly realized that people, uh, the full, the full of, like, sort of good intentions say in January, but then by February, that's died off a bit. So then it, it quickly became... Uh, you pay for the course at the start of the course and then you, you come to all the classes or half of the classes, but you've still paid for the course. If that makes sense. And that, 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 that did a lot better in terms of, uh, the, there wasn't as many people come, but out of the people that came, uh, there was a, a great deal more commitment from those people that they, they were already invested in what they were doing. Things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so getting people on a monthly membership basis typically seems to be the, the better way because it just automatically comes out and then it's not a matter of, oh, I'll pay you this month. I'll pay you that week. I'll pay you the next day. I'll do this. It's, it's auto. Don't have to worry about it. It's set in stone. 
whether whether they have a collection process or not, but it's it's a little more efficient on, on the ownership side. Yeah, I'd always done that with my PT clients, but with the with the legit side and the tie boxing side, it was a bit like a pay as you come. But then now I've moved into like the monthly the monthly payment and it's 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 got a lot better. Yeah, that's excellent. And then one thing that just came into mind, I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, with your different parts of the gym, you said you have 20 clients. Is that in whole in the whole gym or is that like a specific part of the gym and then like the classes are separate and everything else? Or is that just like how many people you're have like on a monthly basis coming back? No, uh, in, the, in the the personal training side of it, like my PT clients, the people that want like strength and conditioning work, uh, they, uh, I call it like tums and bums, just like weight loss, cardio, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I've got like about 20 clients. Okay. All, all doing between uh, two and three sessions a week. And then on, as well as that, I have about 25 guys that uh, in my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy. And then on top of that, I've got about 12 guys in the Thai boxing. So there's like, what's that, 20, say 45, say 50 or 60 guys, all, all in all. Okay. That's a better understanding for me. So um, apologies if I missed that. Um, so you said retention is really good. You have a lot of people that stick with you, you know, from day one to now. And then obviously, you know, in between, there's a little bit of turnover with classes and things like that. Um, as far as like systems and strategies in place for your facility, do you have like a a CRM software that tracks, you know, the last time somebody checked in the, you know, when a new lead came in, do you have anything set up to where it kind of like automates for you to be able to see statistics and numbers to track, to see, you know, how many people do I need to get in this month? How many people are leaving this month? Those kind of things. No, I haven't. No. <laughs> um, so how do you track that? Well, it's, it's, like 50, 60 payment, it's, it's so, sort of so manageable. I kind of know if somebody's gone on it. So kind of more than like pen and paper. Yeah, really, really yeah. It is, okay. yeah. Makes it sound really bad when I say it out loud, but yeah, it is really. <laughs> no, <That's> really. <laughs> there's, a, there's actually another gym in the, in the States, in Arizona, that the guy was like, uh, or at least I think it was Arizona, but he said, yeah, no, we, we do everything, you know, pen and paper. And they had just recently switched to, um, you know, a digital CRM and things like that. But, um, do you, do you, do you aspire or think that as time goes on, you know, you'll have to switch to something that's a little more automated to be able to track easier and faster. So that way you're not having to kind of look around and see, Oh, where's, where's John Smith or where's, you know, Becky Sue. Yeah, definitely. If, uh, like I said, if I project forward to where I've got that walk, like where it's more of a walking facility. Yeah. Uh, at the minute, everybody that comes through the door is dealing with me directly. So it's, it's, uh, maybe allowed me a comfort blanket to, to not bother with it. But, uh, yeah, certainly in the future, if, if I had a bigger gym, I, I would have, uh, I would have some sort of software. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if, maybe if I got, I, I would, I like the idea of having another personal trainer training out of there. Um, if that was the case, maybe because then I'm not, I'm not like uh, eyeballing everybody that's here and dealing with everybody that's here. It would, some people would just be names and, and therefore uh, not as, as uh, remem 
not as rememberable as, as like somebody that I'm working with three times a week, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, your hours of operation throughout the day and the weeks, um, you know, are you like a Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., 5 a.m. to 6 p.m.? You know, what are, what's kind of like your, your hours currently with your facility and the demand? At the minute, I work uh, so I'm kind of like nine till eight. I, I usually have a couple of hours off in the like, early afternoon every day. But it's it's client dependent. I, but every day I essentially work. At my I was at nine a.m. till eight p.m. Excuse me, and on the Saturday eight a.m. till uh, one p.m. And okay. then so I have half day Saturday and Sunday off. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, the uh, depending on my clients, some very few actually just work like a normal nine to five. Nearly everybody seems to work shifts. I'll probably say like 75% of them sort of work shifts. So, for example, one client's a custody nurse. So she works four days, then four nights, then four days off. So every kind of month slightly different because it, it rolls around. So at, at the beginning of the month, when she gets her rota, we just plan the month and then it's done. But then the next month will be slightly different. And it's, it's the same for, like I would say, three quarters of my private clients all right so 9 a.m to 8 p.m couple couple hours off you know in the early afternoon you know that's a that's a mix for a long day yeah yeah it does yeah what i guess my question to you is you know where in the day you know or on a sunday or whatever where do you find the time to kind of you know, organize the business, you know, on a daily or a monthly or weekly basis, you know, where, what's, what's your, your strategy planning time to be able to, to move the ship forward um, as you continue to train and things like that. I, I just use the part of those couple of hours every day. I'll be honest. I, I seem, I seem to go through sort of like bursts of productivity and then not. So I might be really productive for the, say, the first week of the month and then less for the, for the rest. Uh, but it, it, it's done me all right up to now. As, as I'm getting better, I can feel that I need to sort of, I need to, I'm, I'm sort of on the cusp of needing to adapt to like a slightly different system. Um, I, I also kind of believe if it's not broken, don't fix it. I don't get such little time off. Um, I'm, I, I don't want to, I feel like if, if I was sort of making ads or memes or I don't even like the fact that I can make memes to be honest <laughs> I'm a 44 year old man that knows how to make a meme but the fact that if I was doing that I feel like uh, I could be doing it all day every day I try and post on Facebook maybe like once every two or three days I know professionally that's like it's not great compared to businesses that are posting like six and seven times a day but uh, you kind of got to cut your cloth to suit a little bit in terms of life yeah, you, you gotta have like the 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 work life balance and the what makes sense for you to your business balance and stuff like that. You know, obviously you want to make a presence, you want to make people know that you're there so they can find you and whatnot. So um, but yeah, I mean for me personally, if I was you know running my facility, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, I'd probably have to hire somebody or do something for that because it, I just to sit down and 
just take the time to learn all that stuff. It's like, you know, you, you feel like you're six steps behind the game of everybody else that's already been doing it for, you know, the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if like, the bigger guys, they have someone that's paid to do it. It's their job, isn't it? Whereas when you've got to sort of fit it in with your job, it, it, it is considerably harder. Yeah. A lot, a lot of owners that I speak to have some form of digital marketing, whether they have a company that's, you know, running some, some basic ads that have a target of who they're going to hit uh, an offer, an irresistible offer of some sorts. Um, and then there's companies that, or excuse me, gyms that will just have somebody do everything. I'm talking, you know, lead nurture, they'll do uh, in some aspects, coaching, things like that. And then there's also people that bring on just like um, mentors and, um, you know, people that'll like just make a bunch of posts and throw them out there just to get some content going on there and just do some content creation. So there's, there's all sorts of styles and what people do. And, you know, based on, like you said, like the demographic, the niche, the the type of gym owner, you know, what they want out of their gym. So, yeah. I definitely feel like that that's, that's uh, going to be probably my next big step for me personally, as the, as the gym owner, because like I say, in in the start when I was just fighting to keep the lights on, yeah. When I got one client, I was just putting everything into him, and advertising as much as I could. Uh, but when nobody knows the gym, and we were just coming out of COVID, and we're being told, "Oh, don't go to a public place, or you might die." You know, that it's really difficult to get new boots on the ground in the gym. Yeah. As it's getting bigger, I know, I really know that I've got to have something to. I've got to make a change. As, as I said, I am an engineer, so I'm I'm familiar with like systems and changing systems and stuff. Uh, but I say I'm I'm, I'm maybe being a little bit lax with it. But I'm on I'm on, just on the cusp of needing to needing to make that step any day now. But it, it, I'm not I'm not just being too lethargic about it. I'm just waiting for the right moment. But and and it's of course having the funds. I would love to be able to pay someone to handle all my online stuff. But yeah, that's sometimes. That's obviously a, a big key too. Um, you know, rant, you know, question for you. You know, when you know, when when do you feel like the time is right for you to to kind of sail the ship forward a little bit more? I'd say probably maybe towards the summer. Yeah. This summer, maybe. Yeah. Is there, what's that second half of this year maybe yeah is there any specific reasoning behind like the time frame or is that just you know with where everything's at right now uh i've, I've noticed like i say it's been really it's it's sort of been difficult i've already started to think of like sort of like patterns and trends to the people that come in um i've noticed a trend around picking up around sort of christmas time people wanting to get in shape for the christmas parties and stuff like that uh January, February, like New Year's resolution times, people wanting to make a fresh start, fresh year, fresh start. Um, but I figure like now we're in sort of like March with that stage where I think all, all the New Year's resolutions bit's gone. I think the next bit's going to be where people, like any, any uh, I don't want to put anybody off, but anyone that knows what they're doing, if you want it to be beach ready for the summer, you've already started, haven't you? But the amount of people that come in in sort of June and say, I'm going on holiday in August and I, and I want a, a six pack. And you're just like, oh, great. <laughs> which, which summer? <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> Which part? Yeah, so I think I noticed a little bit of a slump around the, the summer holidays. I think when the kids are off, everybody wants to spend time with the kids. So maybe try and time something for when, during that summer holidays, when people are off and having family time, maybe hit them with some advertising. Because I've noticed a little bit of a peak for me at the end of the summer holidays, as if people are like, right, that's that's that done with. Now we need to get back to reality and, and sort of do something for me because they've just spent six weeks walking around safari parks with kids and stuff, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Summer, usually the summer months are a little less busy or less utilized in the fitness industry. And then, you know, people start to go back to school after Labor Day, then things start to really pick up. Winter starts coming. People are like, oh, I got to stay in shape, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, they can't go outside. It's not as nice. People start looking for facilities. And then obviously, you know, you have the holidays and people are indulging in food and, and drinks and all that good fun stuff and vacations and, and everything. So, yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Time. But like I say, with, it, with, it, with uh, starting at the start of COVID, it's, it's been really difficult. I feel like I'm using that word all the time, COVID, but it's just when I happen to start. It's been really difficult getting uh, a kind of trend because I'm, I'm sure it's been the same way you are, Adam, but it's been upside down here. People aren't doing what they're normally doing, so it's kind of difficult. It's kind of playing it as it lays, I think, is an American expression, isn't it? Yeah, give or take, I'd say so. Um, but to your point, yeah, it's it's yeah, things are. I, I feel like the fitness community is starting to come back more now. Um, I'm not yeah, sure definitely. how bad the the UK was with you know lockdowns and stuff like that. I know it was. It sounds like it was just a little bit worse than here, uh, some areas, anyways. But yeah, I feel like people are doing a lot of things different now. Obviously, they're a little more cautious. Um, and then there's also, I heard people say that, you know, they're ready to like get back out there and they want, you know, their friends, they want the 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 community, that that fitness feel, or they just want to get back to to be in, you know, maybe like high school or college, you know, shape ready and stuff like that. So yeah. With with the idea when when you said uh, did you say college ready then? For some reason, I got an idea of like a college wrestling. It just made me think of something when you asked me earlier on, where's my, what's my, my goals for like the next year, two years, three years. I, I was, I, I was talking about the, the PT side of it. Uh, but with regard to the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and the Thai boxing side of it, um, I want to get like a, a recognized competition team going. I've got, I've, I've already had uh, two guys fighting for me. Uh, over the last year and they've done pretty well in tournaments uh, I've got three guys fighting in a quite a, quite a decent tournament at the start in the um, start of April so I'm hoping to kind of get like my name up there a little bit of recognition uh, from like my athletes if, if that makes sense in terms of the fighting side of it as well just sorry just to backtrack a little bit yeah no that's great I love that um, that obviously will help too. And, you know, it'll, uh, create a sense of, uh, community and, you know, showcase skills and, you know, things that you've taught and everything. So. Yeah. I think like almost any, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm sure I've read this somewhere. I'm not trying to take, uh, praise for this quote, but I, th I think that like physical conditioning is probably the, the single best thing you can take into any sporting endeavor. So I'm hoping that the guys that fight for me that often you go to 
got a contest and the sort of people fall into two categories where you kind of got like a casuals sort of guy that when they're getting changed, they just look like normal guys. And then you get other guys that are like really focused athletes that when they're getting changed, you know, they're the serious guys. So I'm trying to get my guys like that so that like when they're getting changed, I want other people thinking like, God, who are these guys? Yeah. Just so that just to carry that kind of uh, aura, big word, but you know. All good things there. Oh, cool, Charles. Love that. I think that's a pretty good place to to wrap up here today. I got two things for you. First thing is, what would you say or what words of advice would you give to somebody else that's looking to start their own fitness business, whether it's, you know, one-on-one group training, whether it's just big box gym where they just come in and work out on their own um, or group fitness, you know, what words of advice would you give somebody that's looking to start their own business? really understand what it takes in terms of commitment and sacrifice from you. That's, uh, I, I, like I said, I was an engineer. I, I worked on uh, some of the biggest ships in the world. And I'm, I'm often doing longer days now, but it doesn't really feel like work because it's something that I love doing. So it, it's, you've got, it's much more a part of your life than a normal job. Uh, where you, you can't clock out because it's yours. Got to understand that level of commitment that, and you have to put yourself into all your clients as well. It, it's quite a strain on you emotionally that people come in. The last thing they need is to come in and uh, maybe down through the floor. You've got to, you've got to kind of stay motivated, which is is kind of another type type of training. It's that was quite tiring at the start where I wasn't used to that. But yeah, you just like really understand the commitment that you're making, but. If, if it's something that you, you love doing, do it because my quality of life is, uh, it's, it's, it's bled over into my family life. I'm a better person. It's just great. Follow your passion. But if it isn't your passion, you'll find out because it, it's, it'll push you. Love that. Yeah, it, it always comes down to passion. And if you don't have the, the, the energy and the drive behind what you're doing, are you really going to give it a hundred percent? No, yeah, that's it. I don't think so. Yeah, and then, I think it's easy for people that enjoy going to the gym to say this is my passion. But then, when you're on uh, month fourteen of putting in twelve-hour days, all of a sudden it's not as passionate. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we got we got to reel it back a little bit. We got to unburn ourselves from the 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 burnout, but then that also comes into play where it's like, okay, what systems and strategies and people can I put in place to reduce my load a little bit where I still enjoy it and the gym is still profitable and I'm helping other people as well. That, that, the last words that you said there, I, uh, I always knew it would be rewarding, but I never realized how rewarding it feels amazing to help people get where they want to be, where people come in and they've struggled with weight for maybe sometimes maybe 20 years and I, I like I've got I've got one client who she struggled most of her life and she's just lost uh, four stones. Now I, I know you guys don't work in stones, do you? Uh, but you, you get the idea. She's lost a lot of weight, and it's just, it's just a remarkable feeling to help someone like that. One hundred percent agree. The success stories and the the thank yous and the, the I'm so grateful and all those kind of statements are what keeps a lot of us going and knows that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, very much.
I love that. Well, Charles, one last thing for you is we always love to give shout outs on the show. So how can our listeners right now reach out to your facility? Facebook, Instagram, websites, go ahead and give a shout out. I have a Facebook page, um, Rare Beast Gym. I've got uh, Itai Pava Hartlepool, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, I have a website, rarebeasts.com. And all my contact details are on those pages. Uh, so, yeah, just look for that. Once. Is this going to be just audio or audiovisual? Um. Because that's my, uh, if you ever see it, that's the logo. Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Excellent. Um, well, everybody, that has been the show. And if you are interested in wanting to check out Charles' facility and or seeing you know what he has, from what I can see, it's, it's green and mean and awesome. So definitely come check it out. Um, but most importantly, if you would like to be on the show, feel free to click on the link below, type in your information. We'll get in touch and we'll get you on and have a conversation about all things business and fitness related. Until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today, we have Mr. Mike Hamer of Hamer's 360 Fitness across the pond in Rossendale over in the United Kingdom. Mike, what's going on, sir? How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? How are you? I'm doing very, very well. I, I appreciate you asking. And I am... I'm excited to to get into this and pick your brain. I like the, the international spin of the comparing and contrasting of how businesses in the UK operate versus how we operate here in the States. And so I think there's a lot to be learned both directions. Before we get into that business conversation, Mike, give us a little bit of background on, on what Hamer's 360 Fitness is. When When people ask you what you do, what do you tell them? Um, well, basically, I um, I run I run a little uh, little studio, um, and it's um, obviously enclosed, uh, so it's personal. So obviously, me and the client, um, and so so yeah. When when people ask me what what I do is basically help people uh, to get fit, uh, change people's basically change people's lives, 
Um, you know, I've, I've got sort of my qualification with uh, GPXI referral. So I've had uh, various different clients come in with uh, medical conditions and, and, and things like that. So is I sort of cater for obviously different people, so people with medical conditions, people obviously want to lose weight. Um so so it all round sort of um all rounder really uh with the fitness. It all depends on the, the actual client themselves is what they want to achieve um and what goals they've got set. Um so that's basically it really uh guarding that yeah and and so this is this is a studio that you started not specifically geared towards any one particular type of client but something that we wanted to create so that we could work with a vast majority of people take us back even a little bit more between when did the idea start swimming around in your head of of i'm going to open up my own studio what was what was going on for you and how did all of this get started um well basically i used to uh i used to go to the gym with my um obviously my partner at the time and um she sort of come home one day and said um you know do you fancy doing your doing a personal training course um so i'll sort of yeah well you know I've, I'll, we'll do that we'll do it together um so obviously we we qualified as personal trainers in um, in 2014, and um, I started off with uh, I was working for a company at the time, but on top of that, I was uh, trying to obviously you know build up a, a business as well, my personal training. Um, so I started off with uh, a community centre, doing running uh, various different classes at a community centre and doing one to one training. Mm-hmm. Of people's homes. Um, I've, I've always been into fitness myself. I've loved, obviously, loved doing it. Um, and me and my partner at the time, we just decided, well, guess what? We'll uh, we'll start we'll we'll start doing it together. So we did start off together, and then we sort of veered off in our own uh, separate ways. Um, I've. I've you know, I've, I've worked for myself uh, before doing other things. Um, so it was a case of I've always worked for people and I wanted to work for myself. Um, and this was the way to go. It was something that I enjoyed doing. And I don't exactly class as, uh, as, as work. It's something I enjoy. And I enjoy, obviously, uh, helping people achieve their goals. Um, and I sort of escalated from there, really. So I've um, been training people going to the houses to train them at home. And then I was uh, basically I was at the, the right place at the right time. I got talking to um, a guy in, in, in the sunbed shop. I was chatting to him and I uh, somebody overheard my conversation with him say that I want to open up my own studio and the uh, the person was sort of leaving leaving the cell at the sunbed shop at the time and she just said to me I've just always heard your conversation sorry to obviously interrupt you she said I'm just wondering if um if you'd like to come and have a look at the space above me uh, above the salon I've got quite a big room um so we arranged obviously for me to go over and have a look um and and yeah it was 
the right space. I've, I used to be in the building trade anyway, so which helps because when I went and had a look at the room, it was save some money, right? Yeah, save some money. So it was an absolute mess. And I thought, you know what? See past that. Um, started to clean it all up. Give it, obviously, look at paints and stuff. Already had quite a lot of equipment anyway um, because I used to do me my classes in, in the community centre and uh, home training. Yep. So I kind of sort of started building up, building up slowly um, to the point where I sort of, um, I looked at obviously the job that I was doing at the time and looked at obviously my personal training. And I thought, well, you know, I'm doing say 37 and a half hours for a company and I'm earning X, Y, you know, X amounts of money. I'm working for myself and I'm doing half of that. And I thought, well, do you know what? It's the time to jump ship and um, to open up my own studio. So um, so that's what I did, really. I, I sort of opened up my own studio. Me and my partner at the time, we sort of went our separate ways and, and I ran, mainly ran the studio. Um, left my current job. And, uh, and, and sort of the rest is history kind of thing. It was yeah. just, it, yeah, it was a bit of a journey, let's just say. Yeah, well, it's, it's not an uncommon story in our space for people to kind of kick around the idea for a little while, test the waters, it started growing, and then at a certain point it has to be that we need to either go all in on it or abandon the idea entirely. You went all in on it, and here we are a handful of years later still doing it, so we must have done something right throughout that time, Mike. Talk to us about two sides of the coin here. What's been, what's been your favorite part about running your own business and what's been the most challenging part about running your own business? Uh, the best part of running my own business, obviously managing your own, your own uh, time uh, schedule. Uh, basically, I, I was able to obviously spend time with family and obviously go out and, and go to the studio and train my clients. Um, it it just made life a lot easier for me, for myself. I wasn't glued to a company. Um, I've I've sort of worked for myself before in the building trade before I worked for this company, and I like being my own boss. Um, and I didn't like the fact that I worked for a company that uh, basically you was structured on times and you couldn't do anything else. So I like my own freedom. I uh, like the fact of I've got my own freedom, I've got my own business, and um, it, you know I I don't like being glued to one place. But we've obviously been at the been at the studio. It's a kind of you, you see various different people all the time. You're talking to different different people, so it, it it's yeah, it just it feels different. It feels different from working for a company to working for yourself. Uh, and, and I enjoy it. So yeah. the, the the sort of the hardest the hardest part of it, of it is it's like the um, the marketing is is trying to focus mm. on training my clients and you know I, I had a guy who was doing a bit of the marketing for me at the time and he was saying like you know you need to take pictures you need to take videos and it's like 
I, my time that's the last me. thing you want to do <laughs> yeah well this is it i mean my client my clients pay me money to to focus on them and the last thing i need i want to be doing is you know getting my phone out and taking pictures and this that the other and it was the sort of the marketing side of it um but what helped what did help me was um a lot of my clients they, they know quite a lot of people so word of mouth really sort of helps me um help me grow my business um you know in in the valley and everybody knows everybody so you know you get one person tells a friend and then they start coming and it's yeah it's it, it was just a case of my, trying to market my, my business yeah because yeah. when you work for yourself it's a case of you're doing everything you you you're training your client you're trying to market it you're making sure obviously money's coming in, uh, you're paying the bills and stuff. It, it's it, it is hard, it, you know, and it's it's not it's not for everybody. Otherwise, everybody would be everybody would be doing it, wouldn't they? Yep. Now you mentioned working with somebody else to do a little bit of marketing for you. Is that something that you still do ongoing, or have you since switched strategies? No, I've um, obviously to uh, to cut cost. Um, he uh, the the guy who helped me at the time. He set up my website for me. Um, so the website, obviously, um, you've seen. He set that website up, and then he obviously he goes. He's he sort of grown his business, so he's gone in a separate way as well. Um, so I'm just trying to do, you know, I'm trying to do a bit of my own marketing. Um, put stuff on social media. Uh, but I do obviously in time I do need to sort of uh, get somebody on board again and start building up a team team yep. of people to sort of take that pressure away from myself I, I I use this phrase a lot in in a small business like this we can't afford to market but we can't afford to not market either and it's a challenging balancing act and it's sort of like the chicken or the egg in your situation do we build up our membership so that we have the, the financial resources to be able to market or do we market so that we can get some clients in so that we have the financial resources i don't think there's a, a one size fits all and, and i think that's part of the fun of running your own business but sometimes it's a challenge and it's not as much fun it's it's more challenged than than others yeah take me to 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 the next step mike i want to hear a little bit about once we have a lead or someone interested in coming to work with you, what does the sales process actually entail? How do they go from somebody who has never worked with you before to paying client? What happens in between those? Um, so I, I generally sort of get an email or somebody obviously messages on social media. Um, and then what I do, obviously, I interact uh, through that and I get them to um obviously send over the details so that I can obviously ring them uh, for a free free consultation. So I generally sort of yeah ring them up, plan a time, ring ring them up and uh, have a chat with them, find out obviously the uh what is it they want to achieve, um, what goals they've got set for themselves. Generally sort of medical conditions, that kind of thing. So I get a sort of a feel for the person before they come to me. Um, and then when they sort of come to me, it's a case of them working. They come to the studio, we, we, we meet each other. And then it's a case of, right, well, I want to see what 
they're able to do um, in the in the sense of like what the techniques like, uh, what the forms like. Just making sure that before I start, obviously giving them any weights or anything like that, I want to make sure that one that they're capable of doing it, and and two just just sort of I, I want them to sort of better um, word it. Um, I can't, I can't, I just can't think. Maybe it's just, just gone off the top of my head. I, I want, I want, I want the client to sort of feel comfortable. Um, mm. If the client feels comfortable there, and I say, I always say to the client, well, we'll do a couple of sessions with you, see what these technique lighting forms like, and basically build that foundation uh, with them, and then obviously from there, then see if they, if they want to carry on the sessions. And then sort of have a plan in, in place with them um, and, and basically talk them through what, what we're going to be doing with them. Got it. Okay. And so it's a personal process, right? I want to learn yeah. as much as I can about them before signing them up. And so hypothetically, these person, this person signs up, they're working with us. For you over the years that you've been doing this, what have you found that's been most successful to keep your clients? as clients for the long term um well i've i've, I've got actually got some long-serving clients uh i've had i've had i've lost some clients through uh financial um you know people just can't afford to pay pay for personal trainer um so them sort of people sort of come to my classes um to, to obviously keep my clients is just be persistent with them um you know I, I sort of have a group, have a group as well where a few of them message me. So if they've got any 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 problems or any issues or anything like that, and just building that sort of rapport with them, really that that sort of trust, uh, you know, and you, and you tend to find out about them, about the personal lives and stuff. So, you know, when when you're a personal trainer, you're not just a personal trainer; you're more like a, a sort of life coach as well. You you, you you know, you find out, yeah, you find out all sorts of things. So you, you feel like you're a bit of a personal trainer, a counselor, a life coach. You, you, you feel like you're all in, you know, the whole the whole package to them, really. Mm-hmm. So it's that trust. It, it's if they trust you and trust you to to get them to where they want to be, and you get them there, then you gotta keep them as a client. Beyond all of this, Mike, I mean, we, we've talked a good deal about how you got started in the first place and how we run our business as of now, but project this into the future for us. Where do you see Hamers 360 as time goes on? What's your goal for this thing long-term? My long-term goal is um, to build a good team, a solid team around me, um, various different personal trainers. So obviously I want to I want to grow the business into a, a bigger venue. Um, so I have like, I have got connections with like massage therapists and, and stuff like that, nutritionists. But I want to sort of, going forward, get a bigger venue where I have, I have everyone under the same roof. Um, so I've got like your nutritionist, your, your physiotherapist, and uh, therapist and stuff, and 
different personal trainers that, that when people come is you know if i if i'm not qualified to train them then i've got somebody in the venue who is um so i sort of have everything under the same umbrella really and that's how i sort of see see my vision um but it's trying to find somewhere uh, in the right location uh, where i am now is the perfect spot um but there's nothing really sort of big enough that I can sort of move into right, right at this, this moment in time. So I'm just sort of staying where I am for the time being and, and having a look around and seeing if I can build a, get a bigger venue, um, get talking to various different personal trainers in the area and, and, and try and, and, and get them connections, really. Yeah. And so growth is in the cards I just need yes, to start definitely. taking steps in, in that direction for sure. Mike, that's a, a tremendous place for us to start to wrap our conversation up. But in the short bit of time we have, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about what you do? Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people find you? Yeah, um, we're on all, all the social media platforms. Um, we're under Hamers 360 Fitness. Um, you can obviously go on our website. We have a lot of blogs on there as well. Um, to, so if you if you people need educating on on certain certain areas, we you know it's it's all on there as well. It's um, on hamers360fitness.co.uk, uh, and again you can find us on all the various social media. Tremendous. We appreciate your willingness to share and, and talk a little bit about how you operate your business and what you're thinking about as time goes on. We're running shy on time, like I said, but I appreciate you and I wish you nothing but the best, my man. Thank you very much. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.